This episode of the Living Force Podcast is rated Padawan Plus due to language and descriptions of alcohol. This episode is not intended for the younglings. You're listening to The Living Force, a Utini podcast. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? Force Toast collaboration. You want a cup of joe with you? On this episode, Happy Hour with the Force Toast podcast. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. With your hosts, Corey Hilton. You want to buy some death sticks? Eric Eilerson. You don't want to sell me death sticks. And Charles Hankel. We don't serve their kind here. <laughs> wow, okay, wow, this is that kind so of episode. Yeah. Well, Alan... If you were on Twitter, Corey, and actually paid attention to my tweets like a friend, you'd know that Alice is sick. So I tweeted that I would drink a little more for both of us. So I'm trying to help. How nice of you. Appreciate it. It's the little things I can do when I have a day off tomorrow. Friends don't let friends not drink. Exactly. No one's drinking alone. I've got a dirty vodka martini going here, so I'm ready. Beautiful. Yeah, I have this. I don't. I don't think you're in here yet. This natty light lemonade thing. It's so good. Don't crap it. No, I'm not. Sorry, my my voice just when I say the words natty light naturally go into a shit tone because it's garbage. But (laughs) this is actually good. That one's not. It's, it's that one's good. I Arizona. did not know that they made a lemonade version. That is okay. Listen, all right. Let me give you my spiel because I'm giving everybody the spiel. All right. So Natty Light is disgusting. Natty mm-hmm. Light has this weird. Hold it up to the camera, Eric. It's this weird like lemonade summer drinking beer, and okay. it does not taste anything like Natty Light. It's just super good. Like if if, it, if someone were to hand it to you in a glass at a brewery, you would not even bat an eye at it because so it's tasty. here's my thing. I'm all about like a light, summery citrus, whatever beer so i'm I don't, i'm not gonna knock it till i've tried it i'm i'm totally game i'm gonna knock yeah. it i've never tried it it's i'm delicious. disappointed in you eric for letting Corey influence you like this i'm usually like a beer snob on this show but i came on one time and they gave me so much crap for drinking this natty light stuff and i'm just like it's good i try it just... no questions asked it's yeah, good. It's Al- really easy that's to drink. Alice's brand, though. She likes such <laughs> shitty beer, no matter what. Jedi business. Go back to your drinks. Well, man, if you like shitty beer and you like somewhat less shitty podcasts, then you are in the right place because this is the Living Force, episode sixteen. Our first collaboration with the incredible people from Force Toast. I, as always, am one of your hosts, Eric, and with me are four other people. I know it's a crowded room today. First of all, we have. Dr. Corey Helton, welcome. What up, what up? We have Dr. Charles Hankel. Hey there, how's it going? It's it's going great. It's better because usually I'm stuck with you two, but today I additionally have Alice from Forest Toast. Hello. Yo. And Laura from Forest Toast. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having us. Of course. So as some of the listeners may remember, I met Alice and Laura way back when at a glorious trivia night in the best city on earth, Chicago, Illinois. And after beating the system to get way better gift cards than we should have, we exchanged <laughs> some info, and we set this up. So uh, it's been a long time coming, and we're so happy to have them on the show. Before we get into anything, Alice and Laura, I want to give you guys the floor to tell our listeners, what is Force Toast? How long have you guys been doing it? What's the whole spiel? The floor is completely yours. Yay, thank you. So the full name of our show is Force Toast, a Star Wars happy hour. And in general, we just drink wine and talk about Star Wars. That's the short elevator pitch. Um, So usually it's like whatever's in the news about films, TV TV shows, any new new novels or anything that have come out. Um, We quiz each other every episode. 
And if you're not into explicit shows, we may not be the show for you um, <laughs> because we swear an awful lot. Um, but yeah, it's really fun. We launched back in February of this year, so 2019, and it's been a uh, it's been a wild ride. It's been really fun so far. We have a a lot of fun on Twitter, and we have a lot of fun hanging out talking Star Wars. It's just you know, it's kind of it's a good time. We're enjoying it so far. Yeah, if if anyone listening needs a really good for me, it's a really good listen at the gym because I'm I hate everything about the gym. So listening to you guys just drink and be funny about my favorite universe kind of makes me forget every horrible thing happening to my body. So yeah. that's yeah. my recommendation for Force yeah. Toast. I actually listen to you guys every week. I genuinely do. And I enjoy your stuff a lot. And I was laughing because I know last episode you said that you guys were slowly turning into Alice and Laura's book club, essentially. <laughs> and now here you are on a, on a dedicated Star Wars book podcast. So welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, you know, it's funny, Eric. You're not the first person who said that they listen to us at the gym. We have a ton of people recently who, like, they're running, they're prepping for marathons, <laughs> they're just randomly at the gym, <laughs> and that's, that's where they thing. listen. I think a lot of people listen to podcasts at the gym. I don't, I can't do that. Like, I have to hear, like, I can't either. I have to be, I have to be getting pumped up by music yeah. or I refuse Same. to be there. <laughs> Same. I, I, I think the, the great thing about listening to podcasts at the gym for me is it's, I would rather be doing anything than working out, so I'd rather be thinking about something fun. Because even if yeah. it's music, it's still telling me, oh, you're doing this because you're at the fucking gym. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> and you just kind of got to deal with it. Yeah, we might have to bleep out some of those this, this, this episode, but that is okay, and that's totally fine. We were kind of talking before the show. I had the pleasure of uh, – I don't think I formally met you guys, unless I met you guys at the uh, at the podcast party, that little meetup. Were you guys at that, at the, the Hyatt – was that Hyatt, the hotel – little podcast meetup we were definitely there um (laughs) we had we were kind of all over the place and we'd had a lot to drink so yeah if we if we met it wouldn't be the most surprising thing (laughs) i don't i don't know i don't know if we actually didn't meet face to face but i also went to that uh to to rogue squadron's little party i was actually at that too and i heard you guys talk at that we were talking before the show kind of about that and that was a lot of fun rogue squadron put together sort of a little um i don't know what would you call it like a live podcast hangout at a local brewery up in chicago at celebration this year and yeah uh, it was we still haven't gone back and listened to the audio. Oh my god, that was so much fun! It was so much fun to listen to. It was like it was like Saturday Night Live or something, man. It was like a live show, and it was really fun to watch and stuff. So we liked it. I liked it so much that I came back and raved about it. And Utini is talking about doing something similar next year at Celebration. So, and you know what? I'm going to uh, start now in my drinking prep for that because. I think that if I'm going to be drinking in front of all of our listeners, uh, who we all love so dearly, I need to get some endurance built up so I can remember some of the podcasts. So that's my goal for next year. I say just year. wing it. Do what we did. We just wung it. Is that what you guys killed it? Wang- killed it though. <laughs> wung it. Killed it. You Wang- looked like you belonged there, and it was perfect. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's really really nice because we were really nervous, and that's why we still haven't gone back and listened to it because yeah, we just it was, don't want to hear good. it. <laughs> I mean, you, you, the, there was the heckling in the audience, and you guys handled that flawlessly. It was it was really well done. I was super entertained. Yes. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, so yeah, we're so we're so happy to have you guys on. We're gonna play a couple. Uh, games in this episode that are going to link our two sensibilities together but before we do that a couple little businessy things i wanted to brag for a second guys because this last week me and my girlfriend finished our watch of clone wars she had never seen it before and she didn't get anything spoiled like she did not know that ahsoka left the jedi order she didn't know anything and i got to sit her ahsoka's her favorite character 
So this past week, I got to see someone I truly care about watch their favorite character leave the Jedi Order in real amazing. time. That's amazing. That's it was awesome. astounding. And we're doing Rebels next, and she knows nothing and listens to this show. Ugh, I can't so not, We won't spoil it this week, then. Let's wait yeah. until after she gets through some some good stuff. So. But yeah, but it had me thinking, like, do you guys, have you guys done that in a while? Like, been able to show Star Wars to someone that you know that is actually interested, but somehow has avoided any spoilers? <laughs> I have a funny story about this. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. my answer's no, so go, Laura. <laughs> Okay, so this wasn't actually like you say like somebody you care about that really actually wasn't the case. Um, but so I had this situation one summer I think where I was like I was I was using all of the apps you know like the Tinder and the the Hinge and the whatever and so I was dating mm-hmm. two guys and the, one of them was like a big Star Wars fan which is really fun. He was like a big Clone Wars guy and the other one had not seen a single Star Wars movie ever. So I had like two very different dudes and I had um, this one day and this guy knew that I was a big Star Wars fan. So he's like, well, why don't, you know, you come over. I was like, our, I don't know. I I don't date that long. Honestly, things always end much sooner than you, than I <laughs> would guess. Don't but, get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, this is probably like maybe second, third, fourth date. I don't know. And I go over to her. He's like, why don't you come over and we'll watch the movie. And you can, like, show me this whole thing that you love. And I was like, cool, that the sounds movie. fun. awesome. Sure, yeah. So I came over and we watched um, we watched A New Hope. Mm-hmm. And this is just ridiculous. But he, sorry. But he, You're fine. You're fine. Uh, it's, it's really funny watching that movie for the first time with somebody who's never seen it. Because there's these really, really long stretches of just, like, robots in the deserts not doing anything. (laughs) And it's so incredibly boring. And I'm, like, literally sitting there. I was like, oh, my God. I promise it gets better than this. Like, it was just, it was, it felt so weird. I felt like I had to, like, sit there and defend it or something. It was really strange. And then, but then there was also the thing, like, when you're over at, like, somebody's house and you're dating and you're new and they just want to, like, Mess around, like, make out and stuff. And I was just like, this is important. Pay attention. Like, God. <laughs> yes. Oh, my. So, like, it's such, we, a, it's such a real thing, especially with Star Wars, because there's so many, like, things that we all find iconic. And everyone has their certain favorite bits. And especially if they haven't seen it yet. You're like, no, 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 no. You have to watch these little sand right. gremlins in the desert grab this robot because it becomes really important when the guy tries to move the little ball with his mind later on. Yeah. Like, you got to understand all this. We do talk about A New Hope aging super well, but I think that's because we're all incredibly biased. It, it really hasn't aged that well. Empire has aged a lot better, but A New yeah. Hope is... It really shows. It's just age. a really slow start through some of it those is. scenes on Tatooine, and like it, it, they're it really is. beautiful and striking and iconic. Just you know those wide shots of the robots in the desert, and you know the Ralph Macquarie art. If you know all of right. that, it's kind of cool. But when you're like a person who's used to sort of the like a modern action movie being very actiony at the very beginning from start to finish, I mean it's just it's a, it was a very strange. I don't know. It was it was awkward, but yeah, it was just it was a really funny experience. I don't know if we saw each other again after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that's good fantastic. times. Maybe I turned him into a fan. Who knows? I mean, maybe I'm maybe not, he's listening but... now. Hey, maybe, if, maybe if, he's on some <laughs> other podcast right now talking about this crazy chick that made him sit through this really boring space. Movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's on a Who Star knows? Trek podcast, and he's like, guys, I don't get the other side. Yeah. It makes no sense. <laughs> He's like, I've made contact with the other side, and they're weird. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so real. I mean, when I when I was my, so my my current girlfriend was the same way when we got together. She hadn't seen any of the movies, 
and we did the crash course and luckily she she stuck through them all and like she's this week she's coming to visit me and we're gonna watch seven and eight back to back in the same day mm-hmm. on her request which is like nice. the hottest thing anyone's <clears throat> ever said to me <laughs> uh, but but it's interesting because the ones that she's like latched onto are like the sequel trilogy and her Rogue One and Solo like Solo is like her favorite, and it's it's it is the newer ones and I I do honestly wonder if there's a way to come into it fresh in 2019 without knowing anything and having like a New Hope be your favorite or have I mean Empire I can get but even like Jedi I Jedi was my favorite for years, um I, it's still maybe I mean it's up there but I think just coming in fresh the filmmaking is so fucking good now you know what i mean it's just so. a very different style now you know yeah. like it's they just things evolve and change and the style of everything is so different from what it was in the 70s and 80s it's really hard to compare but i mean i i'm a fairly new fan so i didn't i didn't really become a star wars fan until like 2014 2015 like watching Mm -hmm. the trailer for the force awakens is what like really drew me in yeah um and my favorite of the original trilogy is is return of the jedi but to be honest return like the original trilogy isn't my favorite like Mm -hmm. if i have to pick a trilogy it's it's the sequel trilogy for me as it stands now but Mm -hmm. is it is it any of our favorites on the show I don't think I, it is. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, my mine is, is anybody's is, is anybody's number one film on top a, 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 an original trilogy film. My, nope. Empire might be mine. Yeah. Really? Prequels. Rogue One is my favorite film. Same. I'm, yeah, I'm honestly, with you, Scott. Prequel. My mine is mine is. Yeah. Uh, or I'm sorry, uh, with Corey, mine is that mine's Rogue One. Prequels yeah, Rogue for life. Attack of the Clones is my favorite. Hot take. Well, I Everybody hates that. that movie. <laughs> no, no, no. I respect that. Listen, Alice, I did not even find out uh, until recently that that was like the most despised movie. I always thought that Phantom Menace was the most hated. And like, I love Attack of the Clones also because like, oh, it has nostalgia for me, I guess. So it's I don't so know. pretty. It and is, there's yeah. so much like, action and just the music's so good. And the clones are awesome. Yes. They're so yeah. cool. I mean, and it yeah. increases the lightsabers in the saga by like 200 fold. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. And then we That's have Surprise point. Yoda. Ugh, so good. Yeah. That yeah. moment still gives me chills, I got to say. Like, someone was talking to me a while back that's saying, well, yeah, when I was a kid, Yoda pulls the lightsaber out and I liked it. But now I'm like, that's so dumb. I'm like, incorrect, sir. I still get chills. Because the little Muppet grabs a lightsaber, and that's awesome. It's faking in space, everybody. Magic. Oh, man. So now that now that we have divided the listening audience as much as humanly possible, I want to get into <laughs> a couple more things. Business-wise, over at utini.com, which is, if you're new here, the website that three of us run, we our review of Thrawn Treason just went up last week. Charles wrote it very well, I gotta say. I, I edited it and got to read his gloriousness and made, like, no changes. So that was... Very nice for me. Thanks, dude. But he he compiled all of our thoughts throughout our Utini team. And if you want to go check that out, uh, feel free. It's it's pretty fair and balanced, I got to say. It's not one of our highest rated books we've ever had. But Charles made a great point about, uh, you know, so, some of the really positive things about the book, some of the cool things about its direction. Charles, do you want to hit any kind of non-spoilery highlights about that? Well, I think that... We'll go into this a lot more whenever we do our, you know, full roundtable review. But I think what I want to encourage everyone to do is really look at the book as objectively as you can. Not bring in like all of your thoughts on the character of Thrawn about like how much you like the character, how well you think he's been brought into canon as opposed to how he was in Legends. Just like approach the book for the story that it is. And I think you'll walk away with some really positive feelings because it's got a lot of really cool aspects. And, you know, 
The other thing to bring up is that a lot of people are calling this the end of a trilogy, which it very well may be, but I don't think it's the end of Thrawn's story. So some people felt a little bit let down, uh, said that maybe not enough happened, but I think more is coming. And I don't know what form that's going to come in, but it's definitely coming. Nice. Now, Alice and Laura, are either of you especially Thrawn fans, whether it be from Rebels, books, etc.? I, I enjoy him in the books a lot more, and I think it's because the writing, the way that um, Timothy Zahn does like his thought process, you know, mm-hmm. where you can just kind of see how he's analyzing things is really cool. Um, just started Treason last night, so I don't have any comments. I'm just stoked for the bitch fight that's going on between him and Krennic. <laughs> but, um, that, that's my but, favorite part of the book is the bitch fight too. between Tarkin, Krennic, and Thrawn. I want a, I want yeah. a mini-series of that. I want that board meeting for hours. <laughs> They're it's just so taking good. out their earrings and taking out their jewelry and going to slap <laughs> each other. That, <laughs> actually, listen, that might be like a super fun, like either maybe even an animated show or a live-action show even of just like all the politics of the Empire. That would be so fun to watch. Like Thrawn and Krennic and Tarkin. Like That was my favorite part of the book too. But now I'm just imagining what kind of earrings Thrawn would wear, what he has to take off. Like, is he a hoop person? Does he have little, like, like classy uh, economic studs? He'd totally be, like, golden girls clip-ons that are just these big round <laughs> circles of some plastic thing. Oh, my God. I can see that. <laughs> Thrawn would we, we, look like a straight pirate if he had <laughs> big, big hoop earrings with his red eyes and blue skin. He would be, like... Real, real pirate looking. <laughs> well, if I got real earrings, it would be too inefficient for come. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, he needs clip-ons because they're easier to take off. That's right. Always uh, with the tactics, that one. <laughs> oh my god, shopping with him would be a goddamn nightmare. Like, Th- Thrawn, try this print. It is too drawing for enemies. No, you look good in it. Like, just wear it. Wear a plaid, you bastard. <laughs> I've changed my new Disney Plus wish list. That's what I want. Oh, my God. I have to say, I really enjoy the Lars Mikkelsen performance. I think that he's... I really I enjoy too. the books, but I absolutely love that voice acting performance. I think it's just so spot on, so genius. Knowing nothing about the Legends character. That's mm-hmm. it. I have not read a yeah. single Legends book. I knew nothing about Thrawn going into season three of Rebels. My introduction to Thrawn was in season three of Rebels. So I and I love it. I love that performance. And I only read. I think we already talked about. It. I've read Thrawn Alliances. I'm ninety seven percent done with the first Thrawn book now. I've read this trilogy nice. out of order, but it is really, really intriguing to be coming at this from the point of view of someone who had has seen all of Rebels and knows how Rebels ends. And mm-hmm. to see like the Arinda Price character from this from this point yeah. in her life is yeah. absolutely fascinating. Because at first I found her very relatable, and mm-hmm. now I'm just like, oh my god, this evil bitch! I swear <laughs> to God, like she's—it's yeah. just wild how like out of control and like manipulative she is. But the Thrawn character I, in particular, I really enjoy, and I I say that also as like a huge Sherlock Holmes character. I find him very. Sherlock Holmesy, um, mm-hmm. and yeah. Timothy Zahn's writing is a very sort of Arthur Conan Doyle inspired type of writing mm-hmm. that I I enjoy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's my personal opinion. Yeah, Holmes has come up a ton in our conversations, and I, I'm I'm very similar to you, Laura. I I watched Rebels before I read Thrawn as well, and I went back and I I read the the Legends trilogy last summer after I read the so I went Rebels, Canon Thrawn, Legends trilogy, Thrawn Alliances. It was a really a really weird order. But I think out of all of those, honestly, the Rebels Thrawn is, I think, my favorite. I, I love, like you said, that performance is incredible. I think he works great as a villain. 
Yeah. Um, because it, it's fun to have a villain that can always outsmart you, and it's and it's legitimately terrifying. So, so yeah, I'm excited to see uh, what you guys think of when you finish Thrawn Treason. If you're listening, if you like Thrawn Treason, or if, even if you didn't, go on head over to Utini and leave a user review, which I want to go to real quick. We got one. We got a user review, Utini, from Jonathan M. over on the Thrawn Treason's book, pro- book profile page. Oh boy, there's that whiskey. Um. he entitled his his review inconsequential book but it's a three out of five so it it went like this while i cannot say that i didn't like this book it's just inconsequential i still liked the reading itself but zahn was given a few weeks or so of time to fit in a story to the point that it could probably have never been written and nobody would really notice characters like aralani and ronin are welcome additions and i love seeing thrawn as well as eli and pharaoh but there is a stipulation due to the fact that Star Wars Rebels exists that Thrawn cannot grow or change. And then he says, I mean, he's already the goat, but you catch my drift. There are a few cool and fun things that somewhat expand the canon lore, but overall, it's not required reading unless the Grisks or Chiss will play a part in the Rise of Skywalker, which may or may not happen. So His exact words are, which is not gonna happen. Okay, I tried to be a little nicer about that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, would, so. I, would, I, I mean, I agree with him. I would be shocked if they put the Grisk and I mean, Rise no, of Skywalker no is is done. All right, it's been done, and this book was the well, timing yeah, doesn't work out, right? It doesn't work out. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. But but basically, I wanted to bring that up purely because Jonathan M, you are as far as I know, or as far as yes. I've been looking, one of our first reviews on utini.com so i want to yeah he's in the he's one of the first i think 10 or so reviews we ever had um he is the first person to review thrawn so we've been meaning to hype this up on the show before but so if yeah. you're listening go to utini.com um slash book slash thrawn treason is actually the exact url if you just want to write to it but if you click on the book either on the timeline or you search for it on the site you can find the book profile page where it breaks down our whole review of it um there's our personal staff comments too like a lot of folks on our staff will write like a little short uh, hundred word or so a little review of kind of our own personal thoughts and uh, with, there's a community review section, so you can kind of see how the community re- review compares to the staff review, which is currently sitting at a 6.3. I think that is going to be the final review of of the book from from the team standpoint. That is our official review. So unless somebody else on our team finishes it and bounces that number around a little bit, which kind of happens automatically sometimes, um, it's currently sitting at a 6.3, which is higher than Alliance's, I believe. It is. It is. But <clears throat> again, we'll go into our full, full, full thoughts on Thrawn Treason in a couple weeks when we do... Yep our round table now before we take a quick uh break in a little bit i have a game guys you know i love games mm-hmm. we know i've done at least two of them <laughs> cory loves games too he's acting like he doesn't but he fucking loves them i have so far enjoyed the games i don't know if i would go as far to say i fucking love them but they're entertaining i, I just want your approval dad all right so i just like winning <laughs> yes. oh i know because <laughs> you guys are excellent at trivia, so I'm going to give you some awesome, cool games. So this game is just called... I didn't have a good title of it, so it's just called Drinking Buddies. And what this is going to be, I'm going to give the four of you an either-or situation. This is, you are out at a bar. We're, we'll give you... You know what? In honor of Alice, we're going to give you the, the bar and Attack of the Clones. All right? All right. There's, yeah. there's weird... The Outlander Club. Yeah. Do you want to buy some death Amazing. sticks? Yeah, you the should Outlander Club. My head. That's impressive. <laughs> That's amazing. No... Dope as shit at trivia. It's incredible. <laughs> it is a literal fluke that we tied. Um, so we got death sticks in one corner. You got Twi'leks dancing because I guess that's what they literally always do in another corner. You got weird alien football on the screens. And you can drink with one of these people. So I'm going to give you guys a bunch of lightning rounds. Shout out who you think you want. And we'll see if we have any consensus winners. Sound good? Do we shout at the same time? 
<laughs> yeah, I think I say that, but I look at four people. Good yeah. luck, editor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing. Well, here, how about this? I'm going to change the rules as I'm doing it. I'll give it to one person, and if anyone strongly objects or agrees, you can butt in with a rebuttal. Wait, how do we? How do we win? Uh, I decide whom is most enjoyable. <laughs> he is the Senate. I am okay. the Senate, Corey. The, okay, all right. So then wait 30 years and I'll die, maybe. Yeah. All right. Perfect. So, all right, so Corey, I'll start with you since you're on the left in this display of mine. Okay. Do you want to drink with Anakin or Han? Oh, Han, not even a question. Han? All right, anyone yes. drink with Anakin? Nope. nope. I, I think I might, I would maybe drink with Anakin. He's so creepy. He is creepy. Well, He's... we have to figure out which which Anakin okay, we're talking Clone about. Clone Wars Anakin. Oh, Clone Wars Anakin. Oh, fuck. the Phantom Menace. I'm sorry. The Phantom right. Menace. Phantom Menace. Well, I, I I've had a <laughs> Jake Lloyd. <laughs> um, it is it is Tatooine. Why do you think he's so good at pod racing? Walls. He's just drunk out of his mind. <laughs> okay, well, if we're talking Attack of the Clones era Anakin, then we're talking Attack of the Clones era. Han too. So he's also a child. Oh, yeah. So like, oh, good job, true. everyone. Okay, so here I'll that's give you. True. Let's do. Um, a New Hope Han and Clone Wars Anakin. To be to be fair, people who drink with Han in the bar in A New Hope, things don't end up so well for them. Sometimes <laughs> people die, and yeah. I'm willing to take that risk. I'm going to go Han in A New Hope. Yes. All right. Agreed. Agreed. Alice? Concur. <laughs> all right. We'll take... All right. So, sorry, Anakin. <laughs> go brood in a corner and think about your wife. Oh. <laughs> Is it how old is nice. he? Is he nineteen in that movie? He's nineteen, isn't he? Yeah, sure. Ish. I think he's nineteen, I think right? So. He's, yeah, that's he's right. Because he's nine in Phantom Menace, and it's been ten years yep. since yeah. I've seen her, right? So it's okay. All right. And he's thought about her every day. Don't forget about that. He's a cringy nineteen-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> all where, right, where, uh, where are we all? You've only grown more beautiful. And it will be one in the corner, dude. Shut the fuck up. Stop it. <laughs> We're in an elevator. My God. <laughs> All right, Alice, next to you. I'm going to give you Leia or Padme. Oh, fudge. Um, uh, I think Leia seems a little more sassy. <clears throat> I really love Padme. I, I, I love Padme so much, but for a drinking buddy, I think she might be too serious. Yeah, I think Leia might be down for shots, and Padme's like, I got work in the morning. Like, uh, yes, <laughs> exactly. Padme's just too uptight. I would go Leia too. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I'm. I think my gut says my gut says Padme because I I think I like to drink. I like the fruity sweet drinks a little bit too. So I think I'd like to like sit <laughs> and sip those on the Naboo beach. Whereas like Leia, Leia might be too intense for me sometimes. Would, would Padme sit with you and drink with you at a bar, period? It's my game, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for that honesty, you bastard. The two of you are ordering Night. the pineapple drinks, like the pina coladas and the pineapples, and Leia's like, um, I'm going to go get us a round of shots so we can have some real drinks here. Bye. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> get ready, losers. Yeah. All right, excellent. Yep, agreed. Uh, Laura, Mace Windu or Yoda? Oh, two shoot, very different experiences. Weird. Oh my god, that's so hard. Um, 
<laughs> and I, I bet Yoda can hold his own, man. I bet he can hold his own, but he's also so little that, like, I mean, he can only take so much. Well, that would hurt so, your neck to have to look down so much. No, I'm gonna. And yeah, then, I'm putting. I'm putting homeboy on a booster seat. It's. It's. It'll be fine. No. Once you. Once here's you get him Yoda. drunk. Once here's you get him drunk, you can. He's so old, and he knows so much stuff. Like he, you know that he's got oh the my best God, stories. The drunk stories that Master Yoda must. Are you have. even gonna be able to understand him? after five or six drinks though? Yeah, he would start talking normally. He would just like, all of his sentences would be proper structure once he's drunk. (laughs) And ours would be like, Yoda. And you could convince him to crawl into your backpack and walk around with him like he did with Luke. And that would just be fun. Yeah, he would just be your party, like your party toy. You could just like carry him around on your back, and he's a conversation starter, and it would be great. He's like a Furby. Like, you put him yeah. on the car so that like raccoons and cats don't jump on it. <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like Yoda throughout nine hundred years, he has to have nailed the perfect kind of drunk because he probably had like one hundred fifty years as an angry drunk, and then another hundred <laughs> years where he was sober, and then two hundred years where he was a party guy. So he's he's really found his element, I think, by this point. <laughs> yeah, as long as you don't catch him in like the sad drunk era, I think he'd be fun. Oh, oh god, he'd be so. Well, I guess post Revenge of the Sith—that's the sad drunk on Dagobah, just getting wasted by himself. Yep. All right, Charles, next to you, buddy. Kit Fisto or Kiati Mundi? Huh. Kit Fisto or Kiati Mundi? I'm gonna have to go with Kit Fisto just because I'm feeling a real like island vibe, and like, oh ooh, yeah, you know, I mean, he sounds like Jamaican. Like, I can <clears> see that he just. I can see him in like a like Hawaiian shirt, you know, like top three <laughs> buttons no shirt, undone, like and we're just time. chilling on the beach. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, I'd go D, tomato, tomato, all the way. Really? Why? He just seems like so much more pleasant. I guess he would yeah, be a pleasant and, drunk. And That's true. and the Jedi rules don't really apply to him. Like, doesn't he have a wife? Because wait, he's, what? Yeah, his, I think that's a it, legends thing. So it oh, depends okay, on. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, that's fair. That's fair. So I think, like, because his species—I forget what they're. What, what is his species again? I can't remember. They're, there's Cerulean or something. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, Co- um, Korea maybe. Or maybe <laughs> the two yeah. brains. You know, it's Korea. They're Koreans. They're Korean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally. It looks like Surya, but I think it's pronounced Korea. I don't know. Yeah, so there's like very few of his species, mm-hmm. right? So the Jedi have allowed him to like have a wife so they can, you know, make more of the species. Uh-huh. Well, I watched yeah, the Phantom right. Menace the other Anakin night and he's got so some sweet pirate boots. Ooh, that's drunk pirate boots are fun, especially if it's like boot and rally with Keanu Mundi. <laughs> I feel like every turn you'd be sitting next to him and he would just be like, but what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? Like, oh my God, we moved on from that like 10 minutes ago. Like, Jesus, dude. We're over it. Yeah. All right, I think you know what you've convinced me. I think he wins this round for me too. All right, a few more. Uh, Corey, Rex or Cody? Rex, totally Rex. Rex defied Order sixty six because he's a badass. All right, Cody was just like, oh, all right, Kenobi, kill that motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah. no, no hesitancy at all. Like, that's true. Huck- hey, as a drunk, he'd probably be an angry drunk because that chip would activate in his brain if he drinks too much and he starts just murdering people. Yeah. Yeah, that always really bothered me. I just even in the Revenge of the Sith novelization, like there is like a there's not much, but there's like a little bit of a line, like where you get inside of Cody's head, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Of all times, I shouldn't have ever have given him his lightsaber back or something like that." And then he like makes the order to kill him. Like he does not even hesitate at all. I'm just like, "All right, no loyalty there." Okay, yeah, Rex yeah, all the way. All right, I mean, I'm gonna agree also because Rex is one of my favorites. One of my favorite dudes. Like the war- I mean, you want to talk about war stories? 
Yeah. There is one time me and my brothers in the five oh first. Oh, you know this one. Blah, 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 blah. And then he drinks. It's gonna be great. All right, Alice. Poe or Finn? Oh. Mm. Finn. I mm, think. Finn. I think mm. Poe would be a creepy drunk. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> you get a creepy vibe from Poe. Yeah. Aww. I, I think he has. I think he has potential to be creepy. Whereas Finn, I think, would just be fun and lighthearted. I just Finn would. Know Finn would be like that. He would be like that guy that like has not really drank very much, and like you have to like teach them how to drink, and he like has way too much, and then That's he's really good. fun. That would be fun. My yeah. thing with Poe is that he like he has such an interesting history where he like grew up. I think around at least just in my head, I feel like he grew up around all of these. Like around the resistance and around like sort of the post. Like I feel like he was in the same daycare center with Kylo Ren. You know, like you I just want to like cry. sit and be like, "What? Oh my god!" I, I need to know all the stories you have about like your badass mom flying an A wing and how yeah. your parents were really cool and like the rebellion. And I need to know what young Ben Solo was like at daycare, like when he pooped his pants the one time. Like. <laughs> Dude, give me give me Rugrats with Poe Dameron and Kylo Ren, or give me death. Yeah. We've said that, like, give us Muppet <clears throat> Babies, but the um, oh, Star Wars. Be spectacular. <laughs> See, this one's tough for me because I think I have trouble separating my feelings for Poe from my feelings for Oscar Isaac. So, <laughs> like, it's going to be Poe for me, but I agree with Finn being like, a, ooh, this is a beer? Great. Do we have seven of them? Like, he doesn't really know what's going on, but he's really excited. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, oh look, these are shots. They're small. That means that we should have a bunch of them. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> and then Ray finds him the next morning, like you idiot. Yeah. Love that, Laura. Ahsoka or Asajj? Oh, my gut instinct is to go with Ahsoka because I just like love her. But I feel like I would then turn into the creepy drunk. Like I would. <laughs> that would she's be me. so like pure and great. <laughs> But Asajj must have such good stories. Like, after listening to Dooku Jedi Lost, I'm just like, good God, I could just listen to you for hours, bitch. Like, let's do this. I also feel I like Asajj would be the best wingman ever. Asajj is, so, is so scary, though. It, like, it would be like having... Yeah, but like in a cool, like, hot way. Yeah, like, in a cool, yeah, hot way. Yeah, but like, if you want to, like... like, have drinks at a bar with a zombie, like, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, balance, she's, balance. like, she's the kind of person that would have something something to drink, and you, 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 like, get to that point where you're, like, kind of poking fun at each other, and she's like, you say that again, and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, you're like, ha, 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 you, you, you're joking, right? Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, my God, maybe, yeah. I think I'm going to go with Ahsoka for my personal safety. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the day. Ahsoka. All right, last couple. Charles, Thrawn, or Tarkin? Well, I assume that Tarkin wouldn't change because I think he's just drunk all the time, and that's why he wears bunny slippers around with his <laughs> with his imperial uniform. Um, I would canon. choose I would choose Thrawn, but I also feel like maybe he would be someone that kills your buzz. Like, oh, you yeah, think start, Charles? I mean, he would just start would explaining he? everything, and you would just be like, "Dear God, stop! Like, have another drink, please." Should I have another beer? Well, if you drink another beer, your intoxication level would rise to a certain percentage. (laughs) Okay, Jesus, dude! But think about how you could put that tactical knowledge to use if you needed him as a wingman. He could be really useful there. Also, also, if there's like a Pong tournament going on, he would destroy. Like, he would be (laughs) so good. 
At beer pong. Oh, yeah, hilarious. or if there was someone you hated at the bar, like a mortal enemy, you could plot together on how to seek vengeance. Like, Ooh. you know, or just use him to pick peel. up women. One of the two. <laughs> or if you're, or he, he would also get away the creepy guys. I feel like if there's a creepy guy that won't leave your party alone. Like Thrawn, you get this guy out of this bar, and you don't ask how it happened, but immediately he vanishes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Final one to you, Corey. Vader or Palpatine? I was actually going to ask, has anybody in this group read Thra- uh, I'm sorry, uh, Tarkin? Yes. You guys Alice have- just read it. I okay, just uh, isn't, is it is is it in Tarkin that he talks about how he doesn't drink? I think it is. I is don't it remember. Or is it, maybe it's Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Because yeah, that's that scene where he comes to the house and everything. Oh, yeah. Like, At so Tarkin, our Lord and Savior's house. Yeah, because remember, remember he calls out like... Uh, Bria for having too much to drink. Remember, because he, he oh, talks. Yeah. About, like, that's why oh, he doesn't right. drink. So Tarkin actually doesn't drink. He's, that's the only time he's ever been talked about in Star Wars. I think. Ugh. Also, yeah. who are you call Bria Organa, the saint that she is in her own home? That's how you knew he was evil. Yeah, that's true. Just throwing that out there. You said Vader or Palpatine? Yes, I did. I don't know, man. I'd be pretty scared to have drinks with you. One of oh yeah, it's not Can a Vader great drink. <sighs> He like just put he like has to like put a tube into his breathing mask and it just like sucks in. I don't know. That's Those are a, called how straws, does, Eric. <laughs> how does Vader get yeah, fluids straw. in his body? Oh my period. god! Could you imagine if he had one of those like beer helmet things that had the two beers <laughs> on the side? <laughs> it's like it's like an attachment. It just like like connects to the helmet and just feeds it in automatically. Yes. And he yeah. has to like make the beer flow with the force. Like he can't actually make it suck out. <laughs> Here's what we one. do. Here, sorry, I was just gonna say. Here's one for you. I would get, I would get drunk with Palpatine. I would get high with Vader. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Oh yeah, Vader could probably get high. Oh yeah, I mean, put a he's... bong right into his breather mask. That would probably work. Like, hey, Vader, what's up? Padme, you is could just... she safe? <laughs> Dude, no, no. Yeah, you could just go <laughs> sit in his little like egg chamber and like get hot boxed and be good to go. Oh my god. He would just hot... sit in there like laying back like. Dude, Thrawn sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't I kill him many times over? Yes, that's exactly what it would be. I don't have any idea. I like that answer a lot, though. (laughs) No, I love that, because I also love the idea of getting wasted with Palpatine at a bar, and they're like, you need to leave, and he just goes, I am the Senate. I bought this bar. I own this now. It's mine. This is my vodka. I have to finish telling a story first. Did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis' <laughs> delights? Yes. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Well, I think we have a lovely drinking crew established. We're going to go have some drinks with them while you listeners listen to a Utini member break, and we will be right back. The EU has changed my fandom in a way that has brought me closer to the community. Hello there, I'm Sage Goodwin, part of Team Utini. Before, Star Wars was always this thing that I watched with my parents and my family and my brothers. Then my brother and I launched the Star Wars Battlefront podcast, and that brought us into the folds of the Star Wars community in a way that had never been a part of before. Like most of the people that listen to this podcast, I'd grown up experiencing the movies and then experiencing the books. My first with the books in the extended universe on that front was through the Galaxy of Fear books. It brings another layer of interaction with the Star Wars fandom. Yes, we can talk about the movies and then, oh, hey, have you read this book? Have you played this video game? What are your thoughts? I definitely think it's an awesome thing that this sector of the community can get along with. So yes, I'd say that the EU, the extended universe with the books and the video games has definitely brought me closer into the Star Wars community. And we are back after... 
our Hall of Fame legendary member clip. Mm. I got to say that was one of our best guys. Maybe. Could have been. I have no comment to make. <laughs> this bit has been going on for 15 episodes, and I guess Corey finally decided it should die. So I understand. You paused, so I, I, you could not let it die, but here we are talking about it still. Talking about its <laughs> memorial death. But more importantly than my stupid bit and humor is the next thing I want to get on to. If you listeners haven't listened to Forced Toast, a Star Wars happy hour, two, well, I guess at the time of recording now, two episodes back, um, Alice and Laura, you guys did a segment off of a listener question where you did drink pairings for Star Wars movies. So if you're watching the movie, what should you drink with or what kind of drink does it make you think of? Which was hilarious and awesome. Go listen to that immediately if you haven't. So I thought it'd be fun for us to go through a bunch of canon novels and say, what are our drink pairings with them? So, guys, I'm going to open this up a little bit. This can be either the drink you want to have while you're reading it. It can be the drink that it makes you think, like, if it was an inspired cocktail, what would it be? Just kind of, what is the drink of this book? All right? I'll do a similar round robin thing to the thing we did with Drinking Buddies. If someone says something that's just fucking stupid, speak up, <laughs> put them in their place. That's how we work on this show. Uh, <laughs> and we'll go from there. Sound good? So, yeah. Eric, something that I literally just thought of. Um, this is actually not the first time that we've ever talked about, like, a drink with a book. Like, back in our Utini book box days, like, uh-huh. when we were actually selling the books and shipping them out and everything. Yeah, the dark like, times, right. Yeah, the dark times. We actually talked about, like, making some cocktails and, like, kind of creating some stuff to go with the th- kind of the theme of the book. Do you remember that? We never Vaguely. actually did it. But we, we, t- we talked about it at one point, like, maybe doing that. So, like... Here we are, finally doing it. We did it, guys. Make your dreams come true. All right, I'm going to go in reverse order now of my last thing, which only matters to me and my computer display, but listeners, you'll know what it means. So we're going to start with Charles, all right? You're sitting down, you got a drink next to you, and you're cracking open Lost Stars. We're going to start with We're going to start with a softball, all right? What are you drinking? Uh, I think something that says romance to me, so I'm probably just going to have, like, a nice, like, Cabernet, like a nice red wine, something you would drink on date night, right? Yeah, I like that. I like no, I'm, a think, I'm thinking night. more like a like a rosé or something. I don't know about like Cabernet. That's like Tarkin to me. Ooh, I'm learning more about your individual <laughs> right. date nights right. with that answer. I think more than Lost Stars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a Lost Stars is the quintessential young adult novel. I mean, it's like it's got it's sexy. It's got it's 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 romance in it. I mean, that screams pink wine to me. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Everything screams pink wine to you, Corey. (laughs) So my mind kind of went to romantic-ish too. Kind of just wanted. (laughs) I hate saying that word. And um, I picked. So I picked champagne. Also a good choice. Ooh, yeah, and it's sweet. Okay. I like that. I'm not the, I think I'm the only one that didn't go romance. I went, um, so for me, Lost Stars is the book that I always recommend to people when they're like, I want to start reading Star Wars books. Where should I start? Because I just Mm -hmm. think it's a good one for everyone. You know, it spans Mm -hmm. the entire original trilogy and it's, it's just, it's just a good place to start when it comes to the Star Wars canon reading. So because it's the book for everyone, I went with House Party Jungle Juice because I think that also is just kind of for everyone. You just grab a wow. cup and enjoy the ride, and that's that's how I went. That is often someone's nice. first drink as well. Yes. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's an excellent choice. And you're choice. usually a young adult. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know we, what? I, I, I don't like know how that. much you know about our show, Laura, but we, we universally recommend Lost Stars, too. That's actually our, our, 
our first recommendation always. So yeah. excellent, excellent. But I will there. not. I'm going to agree with you. But I listeners will not recommend Jungle Juice as your first drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, but, I do. I, I do it. I, I think I, yeah. I think I would actually. <laughs> All right, and, and, and Corey's a doctor, so I think that also counts, right? Yeah. Well, listen. If they drink enough of it, they get they come they get to come see me in the hospital. <laughs> oh, so. Yeah. It just works out. It's you know, job security. My advice for Jungle Juice is to the listeners out there who are, I'm sure, super stoked about it. Make sure there's not Everclear in it, and then you'll be fine. No, no. The frats like that for some reason. That's bad. It's horrible. Bad Bad idea. so if you're sitting down and you're having a party with your friends, y'all got your copy of Lost Stars and you're making Jungle Juice in a trash can, that's the way to do it. <laughs> trash juice. I would, I would pay good money to see that ever happen. Yeah, Corey, what what the fuck do you think we're doing at Celebration? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure a brewery that we rent out is going to love when we talk about having a book club. We're going to mix up a trash can full of Jungle Juice, <laughs> juice in read a young adult novel. That's what you yes. should do while you're talking. It's like a Miss America pageant talent. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, That's Laura, amazing. I want to go to you next. Uh, I'm going to give you Ahsoka. Okay, uh, so for Ahsoka, that was my first Star Wars canon novel. That was the okay. first one I read. And so, More Jungle Juice. I know, right? So, <laughs> kind of along those same lines, I feel like Just... everybody's like first cocktail is like either cranberry, this is mostly girls, I guess, cranberry vodka or like an amaretto sour. Like you feel so like sophisticated going to a bar your first time being like, I like an amaretto sour, please. And the bartender goes, ooh. And they're like, cool, you must be 21 or 18 or you might be 13. Jesus, show me your ID. So for me, I'm going to go amaretto sour or cranberry vodka. Take your pick for Ahsoka. It's my the first one, canon novel I ever read. I loved it. I've reread it a sub, you know, subsequent times just because I like it so much. So I'll, nice. I'll go that route. I like cranberry vodka with Ahsoka. I That's like that. That's a great choice. I totally agree with that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice yeah. one. All right. Alice, Bloodline. I picked a red sangria. Ooh. I'd like to hear your logic behind that. Yeah. I didn't write any logic behind that. Um, <laughs> okay. So, red sangria. I think the cover had red on it. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's also True. bringing back the empire, you know? So, there's some red yeah. for that. And um, it's kind of hodgepodge of stuff that happens in that, too. So, it's a good mix of things. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoy that book, and it's sort of like. It, it struck me as something as like I feel like it's a very like refined Star Wars novel. It's just like it it's just such a good mm-hmm. book. It's so I went dirty vodka martini straight up. Ooh, interesting. See, I, I was gonna go. I I also agree. It's super classy, and I think it's like the really high class. And it's a little like after dinnery for me. Like it's a little more mature. I want to sit down in front mm-hmm. of the fire. So I'd either have like a nice port with it, mm-hmm. or okay. I I do like a glass of limoncello with it. Ooh, like, I, okay. I like the yeah. port or like a brandy or something. That Ooh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, sitting down at the fireplace, mm-hmm. staring. It does sound into like something that uh, that uh, what's, what's his name? Kefir. Ke- what's his name? Casterfo. Casterfo. Ransom Casterfo. Yeah, yeah, that's not like something he would drink. <laughs> yeah, would lay with barge in on him and say, "Listen up, fucking face." Yeah, as, talk about politics. As he's surrounded with all his Nazi propaganda. <laughs> yep. And really great yeah. liquor. Great. Uh, Corey. <laughs> Corey, uh, you're drinking. You're reading A New Dawn. Give me a new book. That's, that's one of the only books in this list I've not read. All right. Well, skip around. Let's give you. You don't like that one. All right. Okay, fine. I'll... <laughs> all right. I'm also looking at Eric's list. So. Okay. Because I love you, I'm going to give you Thrawn. First Thrawn. Oh, Thrawn. Okay. Let's see here. Oh, man. The first Thrawn is excellent. Like it's a it's a good classic. I've mm-hmm. not 
really prep for this. Let me think. I think I, Thrawn might be a, a a good craft beer book, actually. Maybe I, a yeah, I like maybe that. a classic IPA would be fine with with Thrawn. Actually, I mean it's uh, it's mm-hmm. in my top five. I think Thrawn is so yeah. I could I could see that. I like a nice IPA with that because it's not the most cerebral of Thrawn books, so no, I don't uh-uh. need something too complicated. I like the IPA because yeah, it's refreshing, but it still has a little bit of little bit of body to it. Right, right. I'm not an IPA fan, so I want vodka rocks. Ice cold, like okay. Arinda Price's heart, and classic like Thrawn. <laughs> yeah, I could yes. actually totally see that too. Vodka on the rocks is actually a great. Oh god, that's what that. she drinks totally, isn't it? She's <laughs> always got one in her hand. She's always clinking around the ice, so you know. Yeah, <laughs> stone cold bitch. I love it. I just had to pick something blue, so I picked a blue margarita. Okay, that's, that's good. That makes sense. <laughs> Thrawn would be. It's enticing. <laughs> it's like welcome the to flavors. the Fiesta Thrawn. Love that. All right, Charles, since Corey bitched out, can you do a new Dawn? Uh, well, I haven't read it either, but I'm going to answer anyways, Corey. Um, <laughs> That's my guy. It sounds like it's a book about a start of something new, so I'm choosing a morning drink. I'm going to have a mimosa while I drink a new or while I read a new Dawn. <laughs> I've had right. too much I've had too much to read over here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah, cuz it's also it's the first book in the new canon, so it's the start of something. It's the it's the burgeoning of Hera and Kanan's relationship. I, like I a good love mimosa. the idea of mimosa. That's a good answer. I love it. <laughs> uh, Have you guys read A New Dawn? Yeah. I've read it twice. I love it. Wow, really? Okay. Yeah, so, but I'm, yeah. A big, I'm a big Star Wars Rebels <clears throat> fan. I'm a huge Canera shipper, like always have been. So that I've read that book twice. I love it. You know, I'm gonna take that off my shelf and put it on my book on my on my nice thing because I've been I need a book to read and while I'm waiting on on the next one to come out, so that would be a good one to kind of fill in the gaps. It's one of the few that I've not read. Yeah, I put um, it's got some good basics in it, so I picked a basic drink, rosé. <laughs> solid, solid. I get, oh no, would Kanan like that more or Hera? Probably. What do you think? Who's drinking rosé in that relationship? Kanan. Yeah. I was going to say Hera. No, Kanan's uh, a basic bitch. Hera's drinking vodka rocks. <laughs> but her Kanan heart, strikes her me heart as that isn't as cold that, as Price, though. I was going to say Kanan strikes me as that person that's not really had a lot to drink and will just drink whatever you put in front of him and will be a big voice about it the whole time. <laughs> I also accept that. All right. Laura, you guys just did an episode about this. I'm going to give you Alphabet Squadron. I struggled with this one a little bit, but I went whiskey. It's that it book feels for me whiskey, is, doesn't it? Wow, it's, whiskey book. Okay, mm-hmm. it's it's up and it's down. It's back and forth and character intros and pockets <clears throat> of action here and there. And I feel like whiskey can be real hit or miss for people sometimes. Like, uh-huh. so I'm, I just went whiskey. Take a whiskey cocktail or just straight up what, however you want to do it, but something with whiskey. I picked a screwdriver. Okay. Ooh, okay. that's a good choice because too. the cover was yellow. <laughs> I thought it was orange. Aren't orange, orange juice? Yellow. But <laughs> yeah, orange. but also like screwdrivers, spinny, ship falling, spinny. Got it. Right. B wings, yeah. Orange jumpsuits. You drink a bunch of them, you get spinny. Yeah. Yeah. I chose what about one of those like cocktails that's layered out, like where the diff- you know, the different liquors have different densities because it's like mixing all these very different type of people together into one team. Like an like an unmixed Long Island iced tea, or like Ooh, yeah, and you've sure. got the grenadine on the bottom, so it mm-hmm. sits on the bottom, and then yeah, you build the right. layers of color on top of it. I right, do, right, I right. like it. Yeah, I also like work. a Long Island iced tea for that because when I got to that book, I'm like, this looks good, and by the end, it really fucked me up. So it's yeah. a good yeah. Long Island iced tea book. I liked it because a lot of Long Island iced teas I've gotten, you know, like you just drink a little bit of them, and you're like, this is garbage, right? And then you just pour <laughs> it out. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> for all those all those listening, when I said I, I'm looking at the same list Eric is looking at, this is the book that Eric skipped when he said, "Oh, you didn't like that one." <sighs> yeah, okay, I did. Appreciate that. So the next one, I'm gonna I'm gonna take one because um, I this is one of my favorites that I know is divisive. The aftermath series. Yes. Similarly to what Laura said, I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna go just with an old fashioned because I like the whiskey element of it. <clears throat> I love it's intense. There's a lot involved in it. But it's got a little bit more of a kind of classic Star Warsy vibe because of the scale. So I'm doing right. a really, really delicious old, specifically that my buddy Derek makes. If, if you're listening, buddy, you make a great old fashioned um, with nice. either Makers or Woodford Reserve. That's my plus. Old just like the Aftermath series, if you order it, you know it's good, but you're gonna get made fun of. <laughs> I, oh, I love it. Well, the first one's hard to get through, but uh, it's just totally like an worth fashioned. it for the third. <laughs> Um, we're, big, we're, we're big proponents of the Aftermath series, Eugene. We do tell people that you have to read them, even if they are a little controversial for stupid reasons. I really like whatever. the second and third. I picked like yeah. a wacky, crazy drink for this one. I've been thinking about Mr. Bones a lot the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. And just like him frolicking in the flowers, like, can I do murder now? Um, nice. But then it changes a whole lot. So there's this drink I made for Pride Weekend once, and it's so dangerous. You get one of those like tubs of the rainbow sherbet you know mm-hmm. and then you put uh oh you put that in a big bowl and then you pour a whole bottle of pineapple vodka or pineapple rum yeah pineapple oh rum over it and then you get two bottles of champagne and you pour those in it and then you kind of mix it up <laughs> that sounds oh so God, delicious that sounds amazing <laughs> It is. Good. Oh, God, you no. should just you should just call that the mr bones <laughs> yeah i love it because you will want it. to do murder now after it. Yeah, you've oh. murdered yourself basically. If, if you haven't, if you haven't read the aftermath series, Mister Bones is an old, uh, an old battle droid, like from like like Clone Wars era battle droid, and he's like kind of pieced together. He's got an excellent personality. He's probably the he might be the best droid that's ever been created in 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 Star Wars books. He's super good and, yeah. and his fan favorite. He always makes it into like you know like when that when Hasbro puts out like the Black Series like survey like what, what do you guys want next like he always makes it into that like, yeah because he's fantastic yeah, as he's a great should character. I yeah. wish we would have ended with Alice's answer because that was awesome mm-hmm. for the actors mine was uh like start with five shots of whiskey to get through book one like just <laughs> just take all of them and then immediately switch to light beer for the other two so you can okay. enjoy them interesting yeah oh man now that no that's a night i've had plenty of times where you're like i need to sober up but i'm not gonna stop drinking like a bitch yeah so i'll just go to beer give me a bud light (laughs) (laughs) i i have said the phrase i need a pbr to sober up many a time in chicago (laughs) (laughs) and it works i think at the time uh alice i'm gonna throw you master and apprentice um i picked a lemon drop because it sounds fancy but it's fine Mm. okay I like that. You know, because Claudia Gray, she's her books are always really nice. And mm-hmm. Master and Apprentice, I just like wasn't a super huge fan of looking back. Interesting. It was good, but it's not my favorite of hers. Yeah, I'm going to do I'm going to do um, I'm going to do a white. I'm going to do a Riesling, I think just like a, but like a good quality. So it's it definitely sweet, goes down easy. It's refreshing. And by the end of it, I still kind of feel like warm and good because I lo- Master and Apprentice is one of my favorites, but I was never quite like destroyed by it or like ups and downs of it. I just really kind of enjoyed it all the way through. So a nice classy uh, Riesling would be mine. 
Which like beer that. is it that goes with the most interesting man in the world? Is it Dos Equis? Dos Equis. I would go Dos Equis <laughs> because t- as far as I'm concerned, Rail Avaros is one of the most interesting <laughs> characters I think yes, we've gotten in a really long time. Listen, but Rail Avaros has got to be like a like a like a Straight up, straight up Tennessee whiskey, there, Mister Corey. Real Avarosi. Okay, I I could maybe see the Tennessee whiskeys. I was gonna say like like Bush Light kind of crap, but yeah, (laughs) Tennessee whiskey is that's a great choice. Whatever he can spit into and make a pating sound afterwards. I think that's (laughs) what we're gonna do. Whatever goes good with a side of hookers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, Tennessee whiskey is an excellent choice. Oh my god! Oh my god! Hey, speaking of our boy Rail. Uh, let's see. Next was was that Allison? We got that last one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. So Corey, you're gonna uh, Dooku Jedi lost. Oh damn! Dooku has got to be like a like an aged red wine. Like Ooh, yes, yeah. I, went, I went the yeah. same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Is like, it because not... he fights with a glass of red wine in his hand? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it like a... yeah. yeah. Not 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 even just like a good red wine, like a merlot. I'm talking in age. Like you gotta is, like go is... in the cellar and blow the dust off of it. Like right, yep. exactly, exactly. And that's the only thing Dooku is worthy. Like the only it's the only wine that Dooku will be willing to drink. Because... Yeah, yes. like yeah. the smug bastard he is. Don't let him drink alone. That's right. Nope. <laughs> All right, now I'm gonna I'm gonna jump over this next one because I want to save it for Alice. Charles, I'm gonna give you Dark Disciple, my dude. Oh yeah, you love Dark Disciple. Love so I love Dark Disciple, and I don't necessarily love the drink I chose with it, but as soon as it popped into my head, I was like, this, this is it. There is so much passion in this book. I chose Sex on the Beach. Oh. <laughs> Man, that's the, I think that might be the best answer we've heard so far. I Excellent love choice. that. I have to read that book next. It's so good. Yeah, that's the entire review for it right there. It's it's really good. I put French martini because that's my favorite cocktail. So favorite cocktail, favorite book. Nice. Mm -hmm. Oh man, that's great. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think I can't get over the Sex on the Beach. Like you're so right. (laughs) That's very true. I think that's the thing. Yeah. It's it's naughty. You know, you shouldn't really have too many of those, but they're just (laughs) delicious. Yeah. That's all right. That's great. Uh, Laura, I want to go give you uh, Rebel Rising. So I haven't read any of these last five on your list. So oh, I got, no. I got nothing. Sorry. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Can we give you... Uh, da, da, da. Wait a minute. I've already forgotten. I, Jesus. I am... I am. This whiskey's phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Thrawn Alliances I want to go back to. Because I did skip over that because Charles didn't like that. Uh, Thrawn Alliances, I had this similar answer when we played this game on our show, but I'm going to go, um, I think it's called a Black Velveteen, where it's Guinness and cider mixed together, yeah! but they're kind of layered on top mm-hmm. of each other, because it's That's really two stories choice. in one book, so, yeah. two, so two drinks. <laughs> interesting. Okay. What is that? Have you had that? That sounds very yes, interesting. Yes, it's de- it's delicious, because I, as much as I like Guinness, you can't drink a ton of it, because you'll vomit, yeah, so, like, so and I, I love cider, and it's a really good intro to the Guinness, if you're not sure it's if you're going to like it. The, the first drink I had tonight was a cider, so, like, that's, yeah, that sounds yeah. really good. Nice. Guinness I, and cider, interesting. I think for Thrawn Alliances, I, I, I gotta go tequila, because if I drink enough tequila, I'll black out, and then I won't have to read <laughs> Thrawn Alliances. <laughs> Why did everybody hate this book so much? I like I legitimately enjoyed it. It's actually the first sort of like prequel era content that I've enjoyed in a really, really long time. Yeah. Like, I think me personally, honestly, like my personal thing that I'm realizing is that I just do, I don't love 
the Thrawn writing as much. And I think it's just I, I, I want him to have more flaws, I think. And I think that's why really the book didn't get to bush. me. He like really fucking hates Thrawn. Right, like because, but I want him to. That's why I like the first Thrawn because he has he has more flaws. Like I want yeah. my I yeah. want a protagonist to be able to learn something instead of just knowing yeah. stuff. Like the Padme stuff, I dug. When it's, I talk I, about it, I don't. I really don't think that much about the Thrawn parts of that book. My whole thing with that book is that I had not really given a whole lot of thought to like Anakin and Vader and Anakin mm-hmm. still being present in Vader. And like I hadn't, I just really hadn't reconciled that in my mind yeah. with that character before. And that mm-hmm. book really brought that to the table for me, and I really enjoyed that aspect of yeah. it. It just like really kind, of, it was like a big mind fuck. So yeah, that that I re- that part I really enjoyed. Honestly, I guess now that you're talking about the Thrawn parts of that book, I don't have a ton of memory of that. Yeah. I really honed in on like the Vader Padme stuff. More the the, yeah. the Vader Thrawn stuff was hard to get through at times too because like. It's sort of the one of the. I think we had a user even say this. Like there was a uh, a strong feelings of like neutering Vader. If that's the right word. Yeah. To say. Like like he he like in his mind threatened to kill Thrawn like five times in that book. And it's just like okay, this is Vader we're talking about, and Thrawn Let's is like do I'm it. on a leash here. It's really dumb. So yeah, people dislike that, but I don't. I honestly. The vibe that I've gotten from the general community, like I said, go to our website and review the book if you disagree with us, because I want to know what the community actually thinks. The Utini team did not love it for mainly the, the the neutering Vader reason, and Rick said there were 20 pages of Padme running through the woods. I have no memory of that whatsoever, <laughs> but uh, like allegedly that was that was in the book. You don't like cardio but, in your books? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hate it when we read it. Eric was the was probably the most opinionated about that book. When yeah, we read and it, I I, but, I do want to reread it. I was in it. It was a weird. Like I know we 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 life. we celebrate like how people can read books. Listen, it's really funny when we read the books at Utini. Like we all read them separately, and like we will occasionally kind of jump in together and have a little short conversation about something if we're at the same point. But we kind of let everybody get through the whole book to make their own opinion on it before we just totally make decisions about it. And it's very interesting because people will come out of out of books with totally different mm-hmm. opinions, and yeah. I love that. Because- well, I also think it's like, what did you read before? Or after, oh, yeah. Because yeah. I read Queen Shadow would, yeah, kind of immediately before I read Thrawn Alliances. So, like, the Padme handmaiden relationship was, like, mm-hmm. so much different yeah. than it would have yeah. been otherwise. And, guys, although to talk back to earlier, I think we're actually all wrong. With Thrawn Alliances, we're all just smoking a bunch with Vader. <laughs> we're getting really hot. <laughs> what are we doing? With Anakin, yeah, when he, because he's in pain all the time in that book as Vader, so we got to get him super stoned. All right, last couple. Uh, Alice, I want to throw Rebel Rising to you then. Uh, I haven't read it, so going with the default of Coors Light. Huh. You know, weirdly, not a bad choice with Rebel Rising. Dude, Jin would totally <laughs> slam some Coors she would Light. She would take a ton of Coors Light. Wait, don't we yeah. have to choose like a gin and tonic? Like, oh, just by, oh, by God. default, Think maybe. About it. Think about it. May- yeah. Saw goes like on her, on her birthday, he brings her a gin and tonic. And like, I thought you would like this. It's like your name. <laughs> I worked really hard to get it. <laughs> Please love me, Jin. That's actually a really good impersonation. <laughs> Thank you. That that made yep. Forrest Whitaker millions of dollars doing that voice. That's, uh, that was it. Wait, say Bogullet. Bogullet! <laughs> Would you like to do shots with Bogullet? <laughs> it's his birthday and he will take away your memories. But so will the Jin. <laughs> like your name. <laughs> This All right, so that's, guys, worst. I know what the next episode's going to be about right now. All right. 
Uh, last two. Corey, I'm going to, because, man, I'm loving you this episode, I'm going to give you Plagueis. All right, Plagueis. Um, Your favorite man. favorite Legends book still, you think? Uh, It's up there for me. Plagueis is one of my favorites. Let me think. What would Plagueis be? Plagueis would be something that, like, not everybody has a, has a taste for, right? Like, something kind of weird, like a, like, old scotch, maybe. Like... Yeah, like a, maybe like a fifteen-year, mm-hmm. uh, fifteen-year Glenfiddich or something like that might be something yeah. that like Plagueis because Plagueis is one of those books that notoriously shows up on people's list when they're like, "These are the books you have to read if you're going to get into Star Wars books," and I think that's terrible advice. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you're not giving that because freshman scotch, right? Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what it's like. Is Plagueis is a deep, heavy book. Lucino is such a heavy author; like his plots don't come together until so late in the book. Like they're mm-hmm. really tedious to get through. But I, I love that type of reading. But not everybody does. So I think it's bad advice to hand somebody a Glenfiddich. Just is it the same way to do that with Plagueis? I'm gonna agree. It's thick. It's old, but it's absolutely good once you get to the end of it. Yeah. All right, and Charles, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a little more love to finish us out. Kenobi, what are you doing oh, with our boy Obi Wan? Kenobi, how I love thee. Um, you it's <laughs> classic, you know, Legends book, classic OT character. Got to be a classic drink. I think I would just have uh, whiskey on the rocks. Oh, right. I picked something fun for Kenobi. Oh, really? to me, Kenobi's just a lot of. It's fun, right? Yeah, like space it's... western. Yeah, um, I picked a Pem's cup. Ooh, okay. All yeah. right. Dude, Corey and Charles, do you know what a Pimp's Cup is? No, <laughs> no I do not. I, I, I I'm just like, what, I did what I always do like, and I don't know. Interesting. I just, I'm just like, nod. yeah, let's just uh, yes. ask questions. Can you explain? Um, so Pimp's is a British alcohol or anyway, I don't even remember what it tastes like. I just know it's really fun. And yeah, I think it's, it's very refreshing and cool. And really good, but that, sorry, there's I said that a, there's a picture. There's a picture of it with oranges in it. On I don't like. I like that. It looks. It does look fun. But I, I, my head, my head went to like like western, like the old saloon. You know, you walk mm-hmm. in there with oh, your like yeah. spurs clinging on your boots, and you walk up to the bar, and you give. You're like, give me a whiskey on the rocks. I my see my brain went to Tatooine. Straight. Maybe straight. Maybe straight. I went to I went to vodka water because it's it's hot. Like, and the moisture evaporator, <laughs> Tatooine. Exactly. That's the only thing they drink on Tatooine. All they drink is water. Their booze is water. So yes. You gotta give me a vodka water. <laughs> All right. Excellent. So, dear listeners, if you go through these phenomenal books, play back this episode, listen to our recommendations. If you have drinks that you like to drink while you read, I don't know if that's a thing, but it definitely should be. Uh, tweet at us. Let us know what you prefer. Now, before we get on out of here, I want one question we've talked about uh, on Twitter for a bit, but we actually haven't touched on this show a bunch, guys. We haven't talked a lot about Rise of Skywalker, right? And we are four months, two weeks, less than two, like four months and a week away from the Rise of Skywalker right now. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna let that sit in for a second. Do oh, we so think? Much, so much yeah, closer than it's I amazing. It <laughs> I, 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 I literally can't wait. We're it seems like we things. just got the trailer just a few weeks ago, and that was months ago. So yeah, time is time is all relative. Do we think that anything, particularly in things like Aftermath, things like Alphabet Squadron, things like Thrawn, we're getting all these books now. Do any of them actually point to something in Rise of Skywalker? Or do we think that we're going to get completely new info we haven't gotten in any of the EU? 
I think I mean, some of like the third aftermath book definitely could um, lend itself maybe subtly to what we'll see because there's all the Palpatine contingency plan yeah. stuff. Um, mm-hmm, and I just true. tweeted today my theory that I've had for like a year now is that they're going to bring back like well we've heard that they're going to tie in all of the movies into this one right so my running theory is they're going to go find some old battle droid factories and like pump up some battle droids to help them fight ooh that's yeah yeah, because I like like the idea that you know Endgame brought in stuff from Thor Dark World so I love the idea of this movie bringing in stuff from clones of like being like, no, there's the prequel stuff we're gonna bring in. So if you thought that you could only get by by seeing a few movies, yeah, like, you know, and then like all the history with uh, Chaku, like mm-hmm. you know, that's where all that final battle stuff happened. And um, I know, are, do we know we're gonna see it again, or we're pretty confident we're gonna see it again? Chaku, yeah, we're gonna see sand. Yeah, cause we're gonna, uh, was it Panasa? What's the new planet? Was, uh, I can't remember. Persona. 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 Yeah, yeah. Persona, that's right. Yes. That's the new sand planet. Because we got that one. We got the snow planet where Zori Bliss is. And then we got probably Endor where the Death Star is. No, that's, yeah, that's confirmed. Okay, Endor. Yeah, so. But it, I, but I, I agree, Alice. I think it's possible that we're going to get some stuff from the Aftermath trilogy, like setting up yeah. the, the contingency plan so much and then seeing the messengers again in Alpha Squadron, seeing them yeah. again in the Battlefront 2 campaign. Yeah. My only hang-up is that I wonder what a movie-watching crowd, because, you know, they have to assume that people are only seeing the movies. How are they going to explain things like the messenger and this plan while not dumbing it down for book readers, but still making it make sense enough for moviegoers. Yeah, that's that's why I kind of have the opinion that I don't think that really a lot of the cool stuff that we've seen in the games and the movies and the the games and the books and stuff are going to be in the films. Like, like I think that as sad as it is, I think that the writers often don't do their homework a lot of times. Like it's 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 really the, some behind the scenes crew folks like like connecting with the Lucasfilm story group to make sure things are cohesive and, and mm. like, like, like here's a cool element that maybe you should use. But I mean, I find it hard to believe that JJ Abrams has read the aftermath trilogy. You know what I mean? So like that, that for one, I think is probably caused a lot, a lot to not be in the film. That's maybe in some of the books. And also, you know, like Darth Maul being at the end of solo really threw fans for a loop, even as, as huge of a character as Darth Maul is as big as the Clone Wars was like, there, there was like an audible, like, who the hell is that, like, in the theater when I was seeing, you know, Solo when Darth Maul showed up. So I think the the sad fact of the matter is the movies have to exist in, like, this own, like, private realm that often don't touch a lot of stuff that we know and love because not everybody else does that. So, you know, I, personally, I would be kind of shocked if we see anything major from the Expanded Universe in in the film. Although I will say my favorite theory that I've, that I've ever seen so far in, in any speculation of the films is that Snoke is a grisk. That is, Dude, that was me. Yeah, man. I, 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 I absolutely makes, love that theory. And I think, I think that, it's plausible. That I think it could fit in nicely and it would explain a whole mm-hmm. hell of a lot. Cause like, why are we, why are we focusing on these guys in the unknown regions so much? And right. they're so and all pal- powerful. They, they keep talking about Palpatine being worried about the unknown regions. Yep, and, and like they, it just they, fits. They, it fits beautifully. Yeah, they seep into people's minds mm-hmm. and make them fight for them. So, yeah, 
It would be very easy to retcon if that's not already the plan. Like, yeah. I'd be cool with that. I read the most amazing theory today that I loved so much, and I cannot find it. I like just saw it like just in passing on Twitter, but it was something about it's something that'll never happen, never in a thousand years would it happen <laughs> because it involved a post credit scene, which right. is like not going to happen. But the idea was that it was basically like the story ends, and then we see. There's like some weird kind of time, something that happens where we see like Sabine and Ezra and Thrawn in like the wild in wild space in Ahsoka, and that's supposed to like set up a new like the next story or something. Mm. I wish I could find it. Whoever wrote it had like they sort of like they made a decent argument for it, and it would be really cool to see. Never again, never going to happen. But it was just a yeah. really cool idea. I was just like, oh, that would be really fun to like be able to tie right, that the- in. They have, I mean, because you're right, they have concluded this, the, the Skywalker saga, but they haven't concluded any of that Rebels stuff. No, my thing that is that I just want, I just because I love Rebels, and I just want one Rebels reference somewhere, which I think yeah. is, mm-hmm. it's, again, super unrealistic, because I feel like we got one reference to the prequels in The Last Jedi, and we were all like, like the prequel people were grateful for that, and I wonder if we're right. even going to get that in in the Rise of Skywalker. I think we might get a Rogue One esque thing because I like the idea that there's a giant battle at the end. Like we got the giant, we got Rey and Kylo fighting on one end. We got a giant space battle, and then we got a land battle, like you know, kind of like pseudo Return of the Jedi. And I love the idea that Spectre One checks in, or like uh, you know, Ghost Squadron, or so, like just oh, that, that, just, so that like Ghost Squadron, sick, Fireball Squadron for Resistance. I would love, like, I would love to me hear that. that. Like just like just it, maybe a sh- maybe not even you don't even see anybody. Like it doesn't have to be an actor. Or yeah, anything. Admiral like, Sandula. Why not? Yeah, checking in or something just to get the original voice actor to do it. That would be so sick. I would absolutely love that because like. Wasn't allegedly the ghost in Rogue One? Oh, it is. One? It's not even it allegedly, was. dude. It's there. Yeah, it's, yeah, okay, it's so, there. Yeah, listen, I, I, every, Rogue One is my favorite film. That's my go-to when I go to watch it, and I look for it every single time. I know where it falls, and I still miss it occasionally. Like, oh, it's there's, such like, a t- there's a super cut on YouTube of all of the scenes where the ghost is in it. Really? I, and Yeah, I promise yeah. it's there. I've, I've now, No, I know it's there, and I, I know where it's at. It's just like... Even when I'm looking for it, I have trouble finding it. So it's not enough for me. I'm with you. Like I want, I want like a strong, obvious Rebels reference, and not just for you know a tenth of a second show the ghost on screen. You know what I mean? So I want to see, hear somebody's voice, or somebody ask a question. What about Ezra? Oh, I don't know. Nobody knows what happened to him. That's like the end of it, or something. Or what if someone's like, do we call our allies the people, the people, the Mandalorians, the blank, and just like like list them, and then it's like, ooh, okay, so. Well, we'll find that out in a couple months. But with that, we are almost we are almost done with this episode. One last thing I want to ask. Uh, Alice and Laura, I want to put you guys on the spot a little bit uh, because I'm a nice person like that. <laughs> um, um, whenever we have people on here, we like to ask them a question about legacy because Star Wars at its core is kind of about legacy, right? Um, as at this point, I mean, we talked about the Skywalker saga's ending. It's the legacy of heroes, the legacy of stories. Everything that we as Star Wars podcasters try to put out is to help the fandom, to help this community, which is so awesome, kind of grow. So once Force Toast to Star Wars Happy Hour is, is long gone, or when you're, whether you're in your 300th episode, what do you hope your legacy is to Star Wars? What do you guys think? hope that you put in, that people look back and say, man, Alice and Laura, they helped us do blank. 
Jesus, you make it sound like we're so much deeper than we are. We're like, (laughs) we're just just here to, I feel like we're just like, we're just here to like kind of be silly and have fun. Um, I mean, that's a great legacy. So this is the thing that Alice has said before, and sorry, I'm like taking this out of, out of, uh, taking this from you, Alice, by saying this, but Alice has, has made the point to me a couple of times, and especially when we were first talking about what we wanted this show to be is that we may not be the podcast for everyone, but we're the podcast for someone. Mm. You know, there are so many Star Wars podcasts out there, as you're, I'm sure you guys are aware. And, you know, it's great that so many people listen to, like, many of them. It's really cool to kind of see that crossover in, fanda- in the fandom and see that community online. Um, but we totally acknowledge that we're not the show for everyone. We're pretty vulgar, and we drink, and we, you know, we swear, and we, we're pretty honest about our opinions about stuff if you're looking for a show that's just gonna you know constantly sort of be sucking up to everything that's come out you know we're not the show for you alice does these really great sort of salty snarky recaps of resistance we still (laughs) she still enjoyed it i think but you know we 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 don't pretend to be anything we're not so Mm -hmm. at the at the end of the day i think that my thing would be that people come to our show and find it to be honest and fun and funny and a, a sort of laid back trip yeah, just be yourself. All good. I love that. Me too. That's great. Yeah. Fantastic. Everybody has their own their own sort of thing that they bring to this community. That's my favorite part of this. Like, no two shows are alike, even if we're all talking about the same thing. So, like, uh-huh. keep doing you. And um, it's awesome to see new folks in the community. We're just as new as you guys are, if not even newer. I think we actually are even newer than you guys are. So, uh-huh. like, you know, thanks for uh, thanks for being on here, and thanks for doing what you guys do, and. We'll have to meet up at Celebration again. Totally. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I think this is great, guys. Absolutely. Now, before we get out of here, where can all our listeners find you? uh, Where can they find the podcast, on Twitter, all that good stuff? So the show is at Force Toast Pod. Alice is Slaya all day. That's like Leia with an S. And I'm shut up underscore Laura. Those are our handles on Twitter and on Instagram um, for the show and for us. And our show's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so many others. Um, and that full list can be found on our new website, which is forcetoastpod.com. Perfect. And if you're in Chicago and want to get your ass kicked at Star Wars trivia, I'm sure... You can find Alice and Laura wherever you decide to go. Definitely. <laughs> All 100%. right. And with that, that'll do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you're new to this podcast, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, as well as to Force Toast. And turn into both of us every week to hear us talk about Star Wars Expanded Universe. Please leave us a review on iTunes to help people find us. And head over to utini.com for reviews, articles, and comprehensive book profiles on every single story in the Star Wars galaxy. If you want your thoughts on this show, go ahead and email us at livingforcepod at utini.com, tweet at us at livingforcepod, or join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com slash discord. You can find the three of us personally on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. Charles is at C. Hankel. Now, a special thank you, as always, to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Freddie, who's our producer, and Wes, our community manager. Thank you to Corey, to Charles, to Alice, and to Laura for podcasting with me this week. And as always, may the Force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Cove. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. 
That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the force be with you.